Welcome to Him for Her Radio, women's hot topics. Ladies, this show is for you. Find clarity, discernment, and discover who you are in Jesus Christ, all while exploring the hot topics of the day. She's an evangelist, founder, and president of Him for Her Ministries, and she's here to tell it like it is. Your host, Shug Burry. What happen if you say what you want to say? Hey ladies, boy do I have a great show for you today. My name is Sugbury and I'm the host of the best radio show ever. It's him for her radio women's high topics. And we have got such an interesting guest with us today. She's going to share with us her journey, what had happened, her struggle, and then what God did in the middle of it. This show is called Recapturing Wonder in an uncertain world. And you guys know we are living in an uncertain world, times of COVID, uh, the uprisals, war, uh, et cetera. And there's always stuff going on. And so how do you recapture that wonder, that love, that joy when things are so uncertain? And not only that, how are we going to pass that on to our kids or to our family members or to our spouse? That's just a small bit of content of what we're going to talk about today. It's a big topic. Friends, would you please welcome Marina Hoffman. Marina, thank you for joining us. Doug, I'm so happy to be here and I love your podcast. I listen to it all the time. So how fun to be now on your show talking to you. Well, I'm so glad that you reached out because, um, you know, I got to tell you, friends, a little bit about my guest. Dr. Marina Hoffman is a Bible and theology professor at Palm Beach Atlantic University. She's written a new book called Women in the Bible, Small Group Bible Study. And her free video series on women in the Bible is available at womeninthebible.info. And this is Women's Hot Topics. So this, you know, the, the two go together so well. So I'm so glad that we had a chance to get you on. But what Marina does the best is that she illuminates the leadership, strength, and character and courage of women in the Bible. And, you know, to even be mentioned in the Bible as a female was a huge privilege and honor. Um, she, she has the ability to bring an inspirational message of hope and encouragement to all of us who navigate today's challenging and uncertain times. And that's the topic today, uncertain times. She's an award-winning Bible scholar and a dynamic speaker teacher who brings fresh insights to inspire readers to personally connect with the stories of the women of the Bible. And so I had asked her to specifically address a character from the Bible and to tie that in with uncertain times. But I think that our guest today really has uh, understood what that word means, uncertain times. She and her husband in 2014 were in a head-on collision and the total speed was approximately 125 miles an hour when you um, put in both of the cars together. Unfortunately, it was fatal for the driver who hit them, and they did not know if they would even survive. Marina, I'm so glad that you're with us today to talk about that joy and wonder that you're able to put back in your life. That's true, Shug, and I really come from a perspective where I thought I would never have joy again, and there were certainly 
no wonder in my life and my whole future was uncertain. All the themes we're talking about today, but I can testify uh, to God's faithfulness and that he takes us even when we are broken and beat up and down and he can do a truly a wonderful miracle in our life to bring us to a place we could never have imagined and Chuck, a little example of that is i part of my brain injury was that i couldn't even speak can you imagine took me two months before i could say a single syllable yes or no without stuttering and who would have thought i could ever speak fluently or even be on the radio right a testimony to god's wonder Mm -hmm. exactly Speaking to students all the time. And uh, friends, we have something called Him for Her Crazy Testimonies. And um, almost all of our guests that we've had on the show has shared uh, their testimony. I want you to look for Marina's. Uh, she's going to be on there. And you can hear the whole story about what had happened to her and uh, where God fit in to all of that. Uh, but today we're talking about, um, you know, just the wonder and putting it back in during uncertain times. Um, how can you speak to our listeners, especially the women, during the crazy times of COVID, uncertainty, the economy? What words of advice do you have for us? can speak from my experience of having no joy and no future. And for a long time, I dwelt in a world where I looked to myself for hope. And I thought if I can just get better, if I can just take care of my own needs and not be dependent on other, and I had others, and I had all these goals that I hoped to get to, but honestly, they didn't get reached. Months went by. And so I had to really change my life. And I remember sitting on the couch one day thinking, I'm dying a slow death. I'm in misery here in my home, not willing to leave, hoping for some miracle and suddenly my life will change. But if I don't change course and start moving forward, despite my depression and fear, then I will never experience true life again. So that's what I did, Shug. I put my eyes back on Christ and I grounded my life and my hope and my future on the promises of God. And whether I saw them happening or not, I decided that day I was going to go forward and believe everything that God promised me in his word. And that was the start of my whole life changing because in all the uncertain times, Shug, what's the one thing that doesn't change? God's faithfulness and God's presence. And just the peace that God can give us, no matter how down we are. And, you know, it's difficult to know because when you're in that moment, and I know I feel like I can hear from our listeners right now, when they're in that moment, they're in that challenge, things are tough. I don't feel like picking myself up by the bootstraps. I don't feel like I want to move on. I just want to hide under the covers and cover my head. Mm -hmm. How did you overcome those feelings? You know, I absolutely had days like that. And once in a while, I would remind myself of the promises of God, listen to some good music, and I felt strong. But most days I felt so weak. And how beautiful that when we are in our weakest moment, the New Testament tells us that that's when we go in the strength of Christ. So there are days where we don't even want to get out of bed. And in those days, again, all we can do, our only hope is to fall on the anchor of Christ and to say, Lord, this day I am weak. So instead of going in myself, what a relief. I'm going to go in your strength instead. And God promises that he will be with us, whether we spend that day in bed or whether God gives us the strength to face the day and even face it with courage. You know, a common prayer that I have, you know, when I don't want to do something is God, give me the want to to even want to, because he's the one who first gives us our faith. He's the one who first reaches out to us and the shackles fall off. So we have the ability to have faith in Christ. And, and I just think that's so amazing is that he reaches out to us. But, you know, in my stubborn way, in my blinded way, I have to ask 
God, help me want to, to even want to, because you know that this is a, a, his will for your life. Yeah. And so one of the struggles I face is thinking too much about the future and the future is completely uncertain, even if there are things that are hopeful, anything can happen. But if we live in that realm, will we ever leave our house? I don't think so. How will we ever get past negative thinking and depression? So one thing I've learned that God worked on me when I first had a child is to appreciate the moment. And how wonderful when we have a source of joy, hopefully someone we love. For me, it was my little girl. She lived entirely in the moment. She's only three. And when she was a baby, it was just living minute by minute. And so through her, I really learned that, yes, I can be concerned about the future and I have to plan, but I can also put that on the shelf for different times every day and be present in the moment and say, God, come and fill this moment right here. And as nervous as I am and all the uncertainties and the fears of the future I have, can I just have joy and gratitude and hope in this very moment? Because the the very moment we're living in really is the only time we have. I agree. And, you know, we've heard that from past guests as well. Be in the moment. Don't be thinking about the next step. I mean, yes, we need to plan. But God tells us in his word, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. So if he already knows our plans, we're supposed to present everything to him first. I'm going to back up just for a minute. You had mentioned something about your uh, child, your baby that you had. You had infertility issues as well. Was that correct? That's right. About two years after our surgeries and everything we had gone through, I thought, I'm okay enough. I'm going to try to have a child. We went through all these tests. So I was at the doctor's office and he hands a note to my husband and I and all this stuff. It said, who knows? In the middle, there was these huge numbers and blaring in my face. It said zero dot one zero 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 one I don't know how many zeros and my heart sank but I wasn't sure what it meant I asked him he said that's your chance of getting pregnant and how crushing but in that moment there was also a huge relief because I had been trying so hard and some of your listeners will know exactly what I'm saying trying to eat not well but perfectly perfect exercise never a moment of stress deep breathing all day I was doing it's all in my own flesh and in that moment I realized this is not about the vegetable I choose for dinner this now is in God's hands what a relief and a burden lifted that I didn't have to accomplish this. I just went on my way and said, God, this is now an impossibility. Please work another miracle in my life. Do another testimony and how beautiful. And I'm so thankful because there's nothing I could have done to make it happen. But in a short while later, a number of months, I did get pregnant and what a miracle. And I'll share this in the testimony, but even my pregnancy delivered me from all kinds of scar tissue and my depression and PTSD. And the doctor said it was just pregnancy hormones and I would go back. But by God's grace, I've never gone back to living in that dark place again. Well, he still heals today. I could give testimony to that. Uh, God is amazing. He is wonderful. So what prompted you to want to write a Bible study about women in the Bible? These stories are incredible. I know that because of the impact they've had on me. And every time I talk about them, so many women's lives are impacted and encouraged and inspired. But we don't often hear about these stories from the pulpit, do we? So I said, God, help me to 
Give me a voice that I can tell the stories of these women. And all I do, Shug, is simply give a voice to all that God has said in his word. And I just shine the light on their lives. And it's brought so much hope to people. And I think also my teaching side comes in because as we do the Bible study, I don't make it about me and all kinds of stories at all. I make it about God's word. And as I walk readers through, they also develop skills to see scripture in a whole new way and develop those tools of just being able to go a lot deeper into stories they we kind of heard of, but we don't really know too much about. You know, a lot of our listeners maybe get a little intimidated when they hear the word Bible study. I know for a long time, my husband thought that just meant you went to a men's Bible study and you were all going to eat quiche or something. You know, he just he just did not like the word Bible study, didn't even like it at all. And now fast forward it. You know, he's such a man of God. It loves Jesus, went through BSF all the way through and then some. But um, uh, is this a Bible study that's more for mature people uh, in their faith, or can you really walk into this and start reading with zero knowledge? Truthfully, I approach the book the same way I do my classes. So I teach at a Christian university, and I have students that have been teaching other students and children Bible studies for at Sunday school for 10 years. Then I have people who have never owned a Bible and are not even a Christian. So I'm very used to speaking to an audience across the board. But the beauty of scripture is that when you start the beginning of a story and you just begin to share and you say, what does this mean? And what does that mean? How do we connect to these stories? Just in the same way that you and I are talking now, it's incredible how God opens up our mind to see things for the first time whether we've never read the story or whether we've read it a hundred times, but didn't really see what that woman spoke into our lives and our situation. It's excellent, friends. Um, I got a digital copy of it and had a chance to to look at it for a while. And I just, uh, you know, I can't sing its praises enough because I think that we all need to get together. You know, just grab a couple of girlfriends and a cup of coffee and you can do this. Or you can use it as a daily devotional. Um, you know, it's up to you. But I think the key is just to get in God's word. Um, and that's really the key. And, you know, the fun thing is it's all about women. So we all yes. can relate to it. And, um, there's, uh, one particular woman, woman of the, of the, at the well, the woman at the well, what would you like to share about her in our world of uncertainty and bringing yes. that wonder back? She's so much like us. She's struggling with all kinds of issues, broken relationships, regrets, social rejection, and working through faith issues, like who is God? And yet here's a woman that despite all her struggles, she had expectation, expectancy for the Messiah to come. And yet Shug, God came and talked to her. Jesus in the flesh was there and offered this woman who was just by herself on an ordinary day, living water. What an incredible picture. And I would say to you, oh, if Jesus offered that to me, I would take it. I would drink it. All, I'd be changed. But you know what? How many times are we offered this gift of life and we don't even see it? We don't realize what God is trying to do in our life. So just like the woman at the well, sometimes we can miss out on seeing what's right in front of us. But Jesus does not let her go. He keeps pursuing her. He keeps talking to her until she realizes the truth of who this person is. Then immediately she accepts that gift. And she goes on her way to share the message of Christ with everyone. And how incredible that her story ends with many people coming to Jesus and their lives being transformed. So there's so much just in a brief little story that we can take away where there were that 
person who is struggling and broken, even having faith struggles, or whether we're the person who has accepted God's gift of eternal life and living water. And we can answer the call to share that message with others and bring life to others. As you, as you say, in this time of uncertainty and sorrow and frustration. Um, you know, I agree. And I think that the woman at the well uh, recaptures the wonder in this uncertain world because she lived in a world where she had to go to the well at midday, hottest part of the day, draw her water there. She was alone. Why? Because she was an outcast. The other women were shunning her. You know how that is, the gossip and they're backstabbing her and they're talking about her because she's had a couple different guys in her life. And she was embarrassed, especially in that day. And for Jesus... I love this, you guys. Jesus loves women so much. So he came to the well on purpose, alone. He sent his disciples ahead on a task. And he's sitting there with her at the well, waiting for her. And when she comes to draw water, she's a Samaritan. He's a Jew. They're not supposed to be talking to each other. They're kind of at war with each other in their cultures. And he is, he. I can't say it without getting so excited. She is the first one that he shared that he was the Messiah. Get this, friends. He shared with a woman, and that woman then became the first evangelist. Hallelujah. You know how I feel about that. And she went out and told other people. And uh, I just think it, it just speaks to me as well. Beautiful. And she, by being the first evangelist, she's the model for you and for I and for all of our listeners today. This is the model of what it means to accept Christ, to have your life transformed and to share that message with others. And another beautiful aspect, and you are always on point, is that her message of salvation comes through her testimony and her story. And again, Shug, how beautiful, because we all have a story. We all have a story that we can share. And sometimes we just need to open our eyes to the wonder of God working in our lives in ways that are so unexpected and yet real and personal and true. You know, I would imagine that your young students, um, and you know, you have the privilege of sharing uh, with them at the college that you're at, the university. Um, As a professor, you must see some wonderful stories of lives transformed. I'm so glad you say that. I honestly really do. And a part of my class every time is that we take every prayer request to the Lord. And what is a prayer request? Simple. It's anything that is distracting them from focusing on the class. And sometimes they're huge issues. Uh, Infertility comes up all the time in my class. And sometimes they're so small. It's just the anxiety that people are overwhelmed with, just the little things in the day. And how incredible that I get an opportunity to lead these students in prayer every class. And the miracles that have come out, you know, when I say miracles, I mean a couple. Many times I've had couples in my class that gave up on praying for a child because it became too painful. And again, we brought it to the Lord. And sometimes a couple months into class, they found out they were pregnant two, three months. And other times I got a message from them two and three years later. But the beauty of it is not only the miracle that God was at work, but the faith that was stirred up in them. And they said, you know, I have dreams that had died. But when we prayed for them in your class, I was reminded that God has not forgotten my dreams and my hope for the future. And so how beautiful, again, this theme of prayer. What another answer to the uncertainty in our world. The, we can anchor every day, bringing our concerns, bringing our prayer requests to God, because he's not intimidated when we're anxious. He knows, and he longs to hear us and to give us his peace. And friends, um, in order to recapture wonder in an uncertain world, you know, I think it's important that you ask God, 
know, ask God, give me that wonder. Give me that joy back. Everything's so uncertain. I don't know what to expect. And when we talk about prayer, I know that freaks out. Some people are like, I can't pray. I'm not a good prayer. I don't like praying. You know, I, it's, it's uncomfortable for me. You pray for me instead, Shug. But no, it's just, you know, you can talk to your friend. It's the same thing. You're just talking to God. You're just spilling the beans. You're sharing exactly your heart's desire. And he honors that. And he loves it when we lean into him and ask him, Father God, be with me, help me, whatever. And, you know, my favorite thing to do, Marina, is to pray and praise ahead of time, like it's already happened. Thank you, Jesus, that you're going to bless us in this one situation. Thank you that you're going to bless us because I know you're a God who loves and I know your promises are true. And so do you find that that's powerful for your students as well once they've received an answer to pray, uh, to prayer that they would be praising? And I have a friend who reminded me the other day, you know, when we pray for something, we then have to walk day by day in the reality that God will answer every prayer some way or another in his timing. And that really impacted me in all the prayers I have and for the uncertainty of the world, right? All these troubles that I fear will come in the future just to give it to God and then to say, I know you have a Lord and I'm going to live in victory and peace and joy and wonder today because all the things that I'm concerned about, all the things that burden me are now left in your hands. And I know you are in control and you will make a difference and you will make a way for me. That's just so well said. And, you know, we talked about the woman at the world and she's one of my favorite gals, but I know you've got a whole book of women in the Bible. Is there a favorite that you have? You know, we're talking about having a child and I think a really fitting story would be to talk about Hannah who is in this place as well. And there's a beautiful moment where she is filled with so much sorrow and begging God for years for a child. And after she prays, and it's such a raw prayer, it's just like you're saying, we can say anything to God. She speaks to God like one would a friend and in fact begs God, right? There's nothing political or professional about her prayer. And when she finishes praying, even though she's been depressed, The Bible says she was able to eat and stand up and go on her way and her face was no longer downcast. And so, Shug, when we have faith, right, when God is with us, we can still have troubles and we can still have sorrow and even depression. And at the same time, we can have victory and hold up our head up high because we know our future is in God's hands. And that picture of a woman sorrowful and begging God for a miracle and yet able to carry on her way and hold her head up high is an image that has inspired me many times when I face the same challenges and others. You know, women, I think we need to understand where our victory is. We stand from a point of victory. And you and I uh, talked about that earlier, Marina, that, you know, we're standing from the point of victory. Look at where God has taken me. Look at what, you know, when I think thought all was lost, when I thought that all my wonder was gone in this uncertain world, look at how God restored me. And you can speak to that better than anyone. You know, I love that you're saying that and. I think another important anecdote to uncertainty is even having this conversation. And Shug, even as you're talking, I'm feeling hopeful and I'm feeling so encouraged and I can't wait to play this podcast again and be encouraged. And that's what happens when we gather together. So we're talking about prayer. We're talking about having victory and faith in God. And I think another aspect to keep us in that place of victory is having people around us who will build us up. And there's no doubt that's hard, right? It's hard to find a good friend, but even 
even if we have one or two people in our lives who will build us up and we can do a Bible study together and we can walk through God's world word together. And when we feel down, they pick us up and we can pick them up. And how many times are we encouraged and we filled with joy when despite our momentary situation, we decide to encourage someone else, whether it's a friend, whether it's a cashier that's not even looking up, that's almost hiding and invisible, but not invisible to us, right? All these ways that we bring joy and wonder to others. So can we say that is another anecdote to overcoming uncertainty and depression and sadness in the world, just being a source of joy to others? And, you know, I try to tell myself that over and over again on those days you don't feel like it. God, help me get the love thing right. This is what I want to do. I want to be loving. I want to just share your love This is why you created me. And we can easily get caught up in our day-to-day crazy that happens. Uh, So I'm so glad that you wrote this book. And I'm so glad that you uh, reached out and shared it with all of us. Um, And again, I want you friends to find her. It's Women in the Bible. And you can go to womeninthebible.info and see the information there. uh, As well as uh, Maria, Marina, I'm sorry, Hoffman. Uh, She's a Ph.D., And she's at Palm Beach Atlantic University. And I bet your students are so blessed to have you as their professor. They are. They also complain that I'm hard and tough because I don't let them bring in little one-liners. I cause them to go deep. I love it. I love it. And friends, you want to go deep, get in the Bible. For goodness sake, what are you waiting for? It's God's handbook for our life. And so I encourage you to do that. And I encourage you to pray before you start. Say, God, help me to get this. Help me to understand. Start with the book of John. Keep it simple. And friends, you know I love you so much. If you need a Bible, reach out to us. Himforherministries.org. This is Sugbury. You know I love you. Over and out. Hey, ladies. This is Sugbury, and I'm the host of Him For Her Radio, Women's Hot Topics. I am so glad that you have found our show amongst the millions of podcasts that are out there. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, would you please do me a favor? Like it, rate it, thumbs up. We're on YouTube as well, so don't forget to find us there. You can watch our guests also. Please subscribe so you don't miss a show. We also have started Him For Her Crazy Testimonies. And each of our guests that we have on the show shares their personal testimony, how they received Christ in their life. This is Sugbury. You know I love you. Over and out.